Well, hello, Nicola O'Brien. Welcome to Fox Force 5. How's it going? Every time you start and you say that, I'm like, who is she? (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) Like Nikki from Big Brother. How is she? Um, I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm actually going through the process of changing my name at the moment, which, uh, well, I'm trying to change my address and everything, which is great crack. Um, Like legal stuff, you know, like the government Mm. stuff. And you have to like change that and then wait for that to process. And then Mm -hmm. then you can kind of change your name as well. So it's um, a right pain in the arse, to be honest. My advice to you is do it all. Don't do it bit by bit because it is the most painful thing I swear to God and you'll forget something in two years there you'll be like oh no sorry you definitely can't open a new bank account because it says Murphy and oh, here yeah, and you'll be like oh kill me now so I don't think it's everything. as bad here because I think you can change your public service card which I only got last year because I know it's handy for like paternity leave and stuff so I got mm. that and I think if you change that it changes all your government records so like okay. revenue and all that stuff will change the only thing mm. is I don't need a new passport for another like three years so well I was about to say 2027 mm. which is ages away but not even that far away but um, no. I don't need a passport and to be honest I'm not paying 100 something quid just to get a new one so I think I think it's a bit discounted if it's just a name change but still like you can't be arsed can you like you know I, know. Yeah, I, wouldn't, so, be, I wouldn't be bothered either yeah, although it's, just, it's so funny because even now right literally just before I came on this call you had an email about this documentary I'm working on and as part of it, you have to basically give them paperwork for like, oh, here's Stuart. Hello, Stuart. Say hello. Hello, <laughs> hello brother-in-law. <laughs> you just dropped me in a cup of tea because I've been flying around. Good husband. Isn't he the best? Isn't he the best? <laughs> Good husband. So got an email and anyway. like you basically have to sign your life away for this the funding oh for this documentary. And um, one of the things is like you have to have a tax clearance certificate to basically say that you're like, I don't know, you've paid your tax, you know. Yeah. And They've just emailed me saying, it says Catherine on this. Is this oh, correct? No. And it's like, yes, it's correct. So that's another thing. People, if you plan on calling your children something every day for their lives, then put that on their birth certs. Don't put a different name on their birth certs. Like what happened? Me. Because uh, uh, that's very, because yeah. you can't change it in a lot of places. A lot of uh, government stuff. They're like, Catherine? Catherine, I could change my surname, but I couldn't change my first name. You know, yeah, so. I was even with the baby now, actually, I was thinking that because I know some people as well, like obviously you were... Catronella and he went by Kelly like it's so <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a confusing one but um just to kind of make sure that their first name is one that they might accept you know <laughs> so yeah exactly exactly yeah um but yeah so name changing can be a big pain in the ass but um hey oh there you go um so good luck with all that <laughs> yay I know yeah <laughs> so um we're going to be early this week but we are we're either severely late for last week's podcast or very early for this week's podcast. Yeah, no, I'll take the blame for that because um, my pregnancy hormones were a bit all over. over the place. And between that and being up the walls, I just, um, we're Kelly. Yeah, moving it. house and everything. So it's yes, mad. Yeah, so, so bad timing. But um, mm-hmm. we're here now and that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's There may be a bit of that over the next few weeks, people. Unfortunately, it's just life is a bit hectic at the moment. But we'll do our best to, to get here regularly, Lily. So yeah, so that's the crack. How are you feeling, Nick? Feeling good? Yeah. <laughs> tired? Feeling tired? No, actually, tired. I'm not too tired today, thank God. But I feel like that comes and goes. But uh, no, I'm feeling fine. As fine as somebody can do who's in like the limbo of moving house and um, 
yes, just being very pregnant busy and, and being pregnant and yes, mm. a lot of stuff going on. But all is good, all is good. We have nice plans this weekend now. We get to see each other, which obviously helps yeah. a lot. So That'd for our brothers, a big four O. So I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that. Happy birthday. Buddy. I'm jealous, like I'm jealous because <laughs> I never got like a proper fortieth birthday. I know, so yeah. Like, I want it to be my party. <laughs> You'll have to do a big like forty fifth or something, like, you know. Oh, You'll have God. to do it. I can't think that far ahead. I'm never gonna be forty five. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids would be a good age and stuff too like they'd be easier for someone to mind and that you should just have like a blowout 45th part yeah yeah we'll see it'll we'll be see. needed uh, I, did have a, I did have a night out in Edinburgh which was basically like a big thing because we hadn't had a night out in so long yeah. everybody because it was COVID times you know but um, God yeah we would have had a proper party like a proper old Tralee Road party but um no, not, unfortunately, that was a COVID a casualty. Uh, but anyway, so many people had COVID casualties, you know, so that's just life, isn't it? But yeah, Paddy's birthday on Friday. So we'll be lurging it in Killarney on Friday night, raving. Uh, <laughs> so that should be good. That should be good. It'll be a big, big uh, Murphy family gathering. So that'll be yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I have been out pounding the pavements. I have not had a drink for nearly three weeks. Ooh, well done. Kind of accidentally, yeah. Yeah, but God bless the old uh, Heineken Zero. It's been keeping me going on the weekends. And uh, but yeah, going to fall off the wagon now on Friday. So um, that's all good. Yeah. Although, do you know what? The first week I didn't drink. I felt great. I did. Yeah. I actually felt great. And then since then, it's kind of leveled out. And I'm like, me. <laughs> sobriety me <laughs> yeah I know I know I actually it was the first time now I must say we've talked about this a bit but like last weekend I was so stressed out with the house stuff and baby stuff and all that and ironically it was the first night I think it was was it Sunday night I was like oh, I would fucking love a glass of wine it wasn't even wine mm. I don't even want wine I would just love the feeling that it gives you of, of kind of zenny Taking out your mind a little bit Taking yeah. The edge off. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure it was the first time where I was like I would love that <laughs> but um, yeah. I didn't have it but I'm getting used to the non-alcoholic life I found a lovely cider Stonewell do a lovely non-alcoholic cider it's pure it's a cork mm. kind of cider you know but it's mm. nice and like kind of tastes like the real thing so like we were out for a few drinks on Friday and a few of those and you know doesn't because I kind of hate drinking soft drinks I'm like what's the point mm. in this sugary thing <laughs> mm. <laughs> I prefer to have something that kind of tastes like a drink you know but um, know. <laughs> yeah so well done though three weeks is amazing and I know you weren't even you weren't even um you know, thinking about doing Planning it, you just kind of decided no. to do it, which is great. So fair play to you. You're going to be smashed like, Friday night. <laughs> it was more like, I'll see if I can manage another day yes, now. I'll see if yeah. I can manage another weekend now. <laughs> the weekends are the worst because you kind of want, it's that ingrained thing of treating yourself when Friday yeah, comes around. Totally. Or whatever. Yeah. But because I'm doing my long runs on the weekend, I've, I'm doing them actually on a Saturday instead of a Sunday with the intention that I could if I wanted to have, have a, a drink, drink on a Saturday, Saturday night yeah. and, you know, my usual pizza, whatever. And um, but I haven't. I've had the pizza, but not the drink, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it can't be all no crack. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm still yeah. eating crap like, but yeah, one thing at a time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's all good. Right. I suppose we better get the show on the road and uh, start where we usually start. Number one. One. So this was something that was maybe a little bit more relevant to talk about last week. But I said I'd keep it on here because she has featured as a Fox of the Week mm. previously. You know who I'm going to talk about. Jacinda. Jacinda. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
drinking my cup of tea here. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, popular New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has announced her unexpected resignation, resignation, saying she no longer has enough in the tank to do the role. Just as she told reporters last week in New Zealand in quite an emotional speech, actually, she said it was time to step down. Um, so this idea of kind of looking at what is, you know, she said she her she didn't have enough in the tank is what she said. And that kind of idea of running close to empty, you know, so I want to talk a little bit about um, burnout and, you know, that sort of um, facing up to burnout, etc. So, yeah, um, obviously she knows her own limits and she knows what's her capacity. Um, but funnily enough, like not an awful lot of politicians do this. So I think there was a big sort of, there was more shock, we'll say. Usually it's like they don't go until they're shoved or pushed out or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's not just the love of power. It's a fear of being seen as weak. But in fact, understanding yourself this well is a massive strength. So what do we mean by empty tank? Um, having an empty tank is much more than just feeling stressed. This is psychologist Susie Reading. She says, when we're overloaded and under pressure, we feel like we just need an extra day in the week and then we'd be back on track. That is true. Uh, energetic bankruptcy is a feeling of being of total overwhelm, like there's nothing left and more time would achieve nothing. It's a feeling of stop the world, I want to get off. It can be characterised by disengagement, the inability to muster any energy, feeling emotionally distant, numb or dulled and a sense of helplessness and hopelessness. While the toll of stress might feel more physical, the toll of energetic bankruptcy feels more emotional. No one is immune and we can't always prevent it. There are some traumatic life experiences that result in this natural human response and we need to take time out to heal. Equally, there are times when it can completely creep up on you, a slow build that feels busy but normal until suddenly it's all too much. Um, how can we stop it in its tracks? If you're noticing a feeling of retreat, being completely at capacity, unable to meet the demands of your day, then you know you're reaching a point of overwhelm and recharging at this point is essential. Things that would normally replenish and recharge us might not touch the sides in this state of depletion. Any self-care that requires effort or energy would feel too much and this is a time for being cared for and not having to do it all on your own. So don't be afraid to reach out to those around you being heard, validated and understood is helpful and receiving hands-on comfort is helpful too, like massage or acupuncture. Keeping your tank topped up is a lot about nurturing yourself too. Pacing ourselves compassionate, compassionately helps. Prioritising sleep, rest, nutrition, hydration, movement, time in nature, breath work and learning to soothe the nervous system all help, um, Susie says, as does being brave enough to say it's time to step back. I think this is interesting because you talk about that sort of and this thing that comes up and up again in my discussions with different people and and on the podcast, but this idea of like um, the never ending to do list, you know, and all the things we have to do in our daily lives. And it's almost like that idea that you have to, the stuff she mentions there at the end, like nutrition, breath work, exercise, they're all things you have to fit into your day as yeah. well. You know, it's almost like that adds to the stress, you know, yeah, not, yeah. well, I suppose, especially if you're not getting it, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is something like I experienced this a few months ago. I was just like completely overwhelmed with everything, you know, and I got this outbreak of psoriasis that just absolutely I don't know, was it caused by it? Was it edited? But anyway, it was all a big vicious circle. I think it's your body um, giving up at that point, to be honest with you, because it like, yeah. feels so under... And I think in the winter as well, it's way worse in the summertime, I think, because the hours yeah. are so short in the winter, you know, with the darkness and stuff, I think it You're really right. has a big impact on... And we don't how feel it the day up feels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's massive mm-hmm. psychological thing. Like at the moment, sure, when it's dark at five o'clock, like I feel like I need to 
kind of have the day off to do things. Whereas in the summer, you could still leave the house at five o'clock and get loads of stuff yeah. done. Where yeah. it's just mad the impact that has. And I, I just feel it now as well, like moving and all that in the winter time and when it's so dark even when we got the keys mm. to the house we went over to see it it was six o'clock in the evening it was pitch dark like you know yeah, I haven't yeah. even I think I've seen it once in the daytime you know it's, it's almost weird. like we should be allowed to do office work in the evening in the yeah. winter and have our day to do be yeah. you know like productive in our own lives or something I wonder what they do in like the Nordic countries they probably have some flexible model like that that lets you do that yeah. but you know yeah it's like it feels like you should be sitting down in front of your screen from like I don't know eight to ten rather than like yeah and sometimes like we have different shifts at work and sometimes if they need someone to cover a later shift I'll kind of go for it because it means like I'm doing one on Thursday because it means that I can kind of free up my morning Mm. go and get what am I getting home getting my nails done for the party you know but like at least I feel like I would way prefer that than having to leave the house at five o'clock to try to make it into Mm. town Mm -hmm. to try to do that in the dark in Russia or when the traffic's crap during the winter anyway you know stuff like that yeah. it's all has such a knock on to like feeling that way we even had our work party a few weeks ago and it was on at eight o'clock and I was like I'm going to town at half a six because like eight o'clock is way late like that's <laughs> so late no I lasted until twelve o'clock but it was just psychologically to me I was like I that's cannot the productivity of o'clock. a pregnant woman as well though <laughs> well it was more so that I just needed to get up and go at like half six rather than eight because that felt so so late to me like that's nearly mm-hmm. bedtime <laughs> mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's weird and again it's all to do with that so I mean, it's yeah. all, it's definitely like all well and good to like mind yourself and all that. It is tough though. And I think with kids and stuff as well, like, I don't know how you do it, you know, just talking to friends and stuff and they're like, oh, I want to do this, that and everything. But like, where do you find the time when you've two or three kids under you? It's all ahead of you, Nicola. It's all ahead of you. I know. <coughs> Girl, I know. Enjoy it while the, enjoy the simple life for another bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, yeah. So I suppose the thing is, I, I don't I don't know if Jacinda Ardern looks like she's on the brink of a breakdown or anything like that. I think she's been quite sensible and just being like, I know what it takes to do this job. I am just not I think able as to do well, like her another term. Her popularity is kind of starting to dip and stuff, and she's probably mm-hmm. realizing that too, that she doesn't have like what it takes to give it her all, maybe anymore to yeah. kind of increase that again. But so she has had such a, a things like she has had such a terrible run. Like yeah. she had that shooting in Christchurch. She had the yeah. thing with the volcano. She's had COVID. She's had they've had an earthquake. Like they have had yeah. so many terrible things happen in New Zealand in the last however many years, six years, and my heart goes out to her. But she is a very empathetic leader, and she really yeah. is someone other leaders should hold up as a smashing example, like super brilliant uh, politician. Mm -hmm. So, you know, long may she reign and I'm sure she's got a very fruitful career ahead of her as well. Yeah, I wonder what she'll do like after it, you know. As a kind of a thought leader and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So anyway, there you go. That was the chat this week. So anyway, folks, look after yourselves. Try not to burn yourselves out. Maybe Mm. substitute some of the shit things you have to do for some of the nicer things. We're nearly true January. We're nearly there. Weirdly there. This, <laughs> weirdly, this morning I said it's a bit brighter this morning. It is, right. yeah. It's definitely yeah. getting like nine yeah. o'clock is bright now. Like whereas mm. even a couple of weeks ago it was still kind of dark at nine o'clock, and I think that makes a massive difference. So we're yeah. nearly there. Keep strong, everybody. Yes, yes. Do it, do it. Okay, number two. Two. Uh, so this week, have you watched The Last of Us or heard about it or seen the trailers? It's everywhere. I have watched. Did you the watch first, it? <laughs> I'm nearly. I'm. I'm about. 
20 minutes off the end of the first oh episode. Oh my God, how half. could you turn it off? <laughs> I don't know because how Because it was it. like 11 o'clock at night and yeah. I have to get up at like 6 o'clock with crazy children, yes, you know. Yes, true, so. true. Um, yes, so did you enjoy it? But, oh my God, talk about anxiety inducing. Yes. The first couple of 20 minutes. minutes yeah. I thought I was, I said, sure, I don't think I can watch this. Yeah. It was too <laughs> reminiscent of the start of the pandemic yeah. in many ways. Mad. When it's like, what's going on? We don't know what's going on. Who's going to be sick? Who's going to, what do we need to do? Do we need to like batten down the hatches? Do we need to get like yes. food in? What, you know, I, I was like, if, if that, if it had continued as the early stages of a pandemic or a outbreak or whatever, I don't think I would have watched it. Yeah. I don't think I would have. Yeah, it's but interesting. Because it, I think it moves forward. Yeah, 20 years. I think years, all of the so. episodes, well, just from last night's one, not to spoil it, but like it kind of goes back as well in time to kind of the start oh, again God. last night. But not like, not like their story because obviously he's the protagonist like he's the main character in it you know so you need to see his backstory to understand how it goes like you know um but anyway look if people don't know what we're talking about it is um a post-apocalyptic drama um it's based on a video game that's been extremely popular like over the last 10 years it was uh, launched in 2013 and i think it's getting a lot of um new players now because people are enjoying the tv show so they're downloading it <laughs> to play the actual oh, yeah. game and There's it's a bit, very there was a bit you know at the start when they're in the car and they were mm, driving it was like being like a in video a video game, game yeah, wasn't it, it? yeah it, it was just quite cool. clever as well very yeah. good because it's only a single point of view you yeah. know, it's kind of turning as opposed to multi-camera. So you do feel like you're in a video game. It was really cool. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, go on. I know it's very, very cool. And um, very good cast in it. Like, well, I really love mm. Pedro Pascal. I love him. Yeah, oh, he I love plays him. the main oh. character in it. He's um, also a bit sexy. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. And um, actually, I saw a clip of him in a really early Buffy. It was like season four of Buffy. And it's like the first no episode of the season. And it's when she goes to college and she meets him walking home. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like so nervous, blah, 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 blah. Um, is he a student or is he a He's a teacher student, a student, he? yeah. Right. Like he looks younger <laughs> than her and it, it's mad. And then really? like she walks off like after they've like a nice interaction and she's smiling away like she's made a friend. And then he gets bitten by a vampire. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Buffy. Um, but it's, um, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, he was in that. But yes, yeah, so he's in this. And also, so Ellie, the main kind of teenage character is played by... Bella Ramsey, who was in Game of Thrones, she was yes. the uh, little bear. What the? What, what I suppose? What was she? She was like the lady of the house of Bear House. She's Mormon, yeah. so she's a great little actress as well. Um, yeah, she was little a little bit of an annoying character. character. She, yeah. I find her a bit annoying mm. just because she's really teenagery, but mm. like obviously their relationship is kind of going to go from there and we see kind of how things are going to develop and stuff. But they're the two main characters. So basically, for people who don't know the premise of the programme, pandemic, yes, and it's, world um, is in shit it's actually, 20 years later. Yeah. It's caused by fungus. Yes, so it's yeah. spread across the world. And basically, this girl seems to have some sort of genetic disposition that she can't get sick. We've They figured that out. Is that right? And yeah. then he has to transport her from one side of America to the other safely. He's a kind of a renegade. Well, we don't really person. know exactly. Like, I think kind of jumping the gun there a little bit. Like, we don't know exactly what. Like, if you didn't play the video game, you don't really know what's going to happen yet. Like, so. OK, OK. Yeah. So, like, obviously, the, the second episode was only on this week. So we just get to see a small bit of it. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We just know that, yeah, she has a potential cure. She didn't get sick when she was bitten by one of these things or scratched by one of these things. But mm. um, like in this week's episodes, obviously, you see more of the kind of people that are infected by this fungal infection. And like the way that it's done is so scary. It's horrible. Mm. Like they're really, really scary. 
So, but it's really good. I'm really enjoying the story and very good character development. And um, it's HBO, and I I love having a Monday night HBO show to watch because oh, all yeah, the big yeah. HBO shows come out in the states on the Sunday night. And I love mm. having a good show on a Monday. It just kind of sets off the week because it's like, oh, we've that thing to look forward to on Monday night, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Game of Thrones used to be Monday night, wasn't it? Yes. It very, very, night, yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, all those kind mm. of big ones, and it's very um zombie-ish like they're not zombies mm. they're very like zombies and there's mm. only going to be nine episodes in the first season if they make another I don't know if it's going to be one after what I actually don't know they don't talk about it I presume they don't want to spoil the storyline um, but I think I heard there's potential for another series yeah, yeah I because so. it's probably going to be massive So one of the TV the TV critics I work with he's seen it all and he said oh, I wow. asked him that very question yeah I asked him that very question and he said he thinks there's potential for another series. Maybe not the same characters, but he um, he said it. Maybe, maybe not, is, is what I'm saying. Um, but I'll ask him again, actually. So I'll get the intel. Yes, the okay. Intel uh, very good. <laughs> exciting. I don't know what I like. I kind of like watching it week by week. Now, there's some things that I like watching yeah. as it comes out. Um, Linear, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but it is like, it's not for the faint-hearted. If you're not a big horror person, you might not like it. Um, mm-hmm. It is quite like the second episode is quite scary. Like it, it, it has a horror theme to it. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it might not be for everybody, but um, I saw a little promo of next week's one and it looks brilliant as well. Last night's episode was very good, very tense, like a lot more scary than the first one. Um, so yeah, it's, and again, if you're not getting into that zombie-ish thing, maybe you won't enjoy it, but I personally mm-hmm. love it. So I'm really, really enjoying it. So that's my I'm not mad into zombie stuff, but I was enjoying. Yeah, it's, it's a good well high quality. Yes. Yeah, well yeah. written, good acting, you know. So, yeah. Um, tell me, Nicola, have you been watching Happy Valley? No, I don't watch it. I know your mom will love it. And oh, I don't watch I have it. to mention it. I have to mention it. Yeah, because lots of people are talking about it. There's only two episodes left, and oh my God. Like, they're just, it's just so well written. And at the end of episode, you're like, oh, what's going to happen in the next episode? Because our heroine, Catherine, um, who is the kind of grumpy, police officer she's just about to retire it's such a common mm. trope in every bloody detective thing just about to retire but this her sort of nemesis the guy who sort of led to her daughter daughter's death um i don't want to give anything away in case people haven't seen this week's but because it's like three seasons isn't there it's a true yeah seasons. yeah yeah but it's ba- that's basically the theme running through mm. all three there's been kind of discrete storylines in each of the series but this is a final series and um yeah, it's it's just oh my god, just I think I think we're also rooting for her, you know. Yeah. You want her to win, and he's such an evil bastard, you know. And it's just it's so that's literally all it is: good versus evil. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, yeah, it's really good. If if anyone out there is looking for something, you can catch up on it. It's all there, I think. Good. Um, good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, just wanted to say that about it. Can't really say much yeah. when um people are still you watching it, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Number number three. Three. So number three this week was inspired by a clip I saw last week, which actually is a few years old, but I was doing the rounds. I put it up on the podcast Instagram and it's Shonda Rhimes when she was doing like a sort of valedictorian speech for when she got a uh, honorary degree from her alma mater. And... um, I just thought, wow, she's a great woman. <laughs> yeah. So that's the inspiration for um, for she's this week's Fox, Shonda Rhimes. So most oh, people nice. would know her as the TV creator, writer, creator. Um, and Grey's Anatomy is probably her most famous um, 
programme, but she's had plenty of others. Yeah, so no, I'll tell you a little bit about have, it. Um, well, How to Get Away with Murder, she wrote as well. Scandal. Loads of big ones, yeah, Scandal. Yeah. Mm. So, so basically the speech that she gave was going back to something we mentioned earlier in the thing, which was about, essentially in it she says, you know, I'm here, you're celebrating me, um, but the truth is, I am always failing at some part of my life. If I'm smashing it with my production company, I'm failing as a parent. If I'm um, being a parent, I'm failing with work. If I'm doing this, I'm failing with that. Like she she was really brutally honest and, you know, she gave actual examples. She was like um, attending your daughter's recital and missing Sandra Oh's final scene ever on Grey's Anatomy, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. And she spoke about how you cannot have it all. You cannot be it all. You're always going to have, there's only so much of you to go around. And if you're smashing it in one area of your life, you're probably fucking up somewhere else, you know, which I thought was brutally honest and very, uh, what's the word? Very uh, refreshing, you know, to hear that level of honesty, especially from a, such a successful woman. So anyway, you can look that up. You'll find it easily enough online. Um, so. Yes, Shonda Rhimes. She was born in Chicago in 1970. And uh, she after she graduated from Dartmouth in 91, she initially had dreams of becoming a novelist, but ultimately ends up t- attending film school in South California. In 1998, she wrote and directed the short film Blossoms and Veils. The following year, she penned the HBO TV movie Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. She next wrote screenplays for a feature film Roads Crossroads. Do you remember that? Britney Spears one. Um, and Princess she Diaries wrote Crossroads. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and then she turned to focus to TV. Her first foray was a show about war correspondence, but only the pilot episode was made. I'd love to see her make a series about war correspondence. But anyway, yeah. Um, her her breakthrough came when she created Grey's Anatomy, the drama, which focuses on the professional and personal lives of surgeons, debuted in two thousand and five, and was an immediate hit. In addition to its compelling storylines, the show garnered attention for its diverse cast, strong female characters, and interracial relationships, all of which have become hallmarks of Rhyme series. In 2007, she created Private Practice, a spin-off of Grey's Anatomy that ran until 2013. And another spin-off, Station 19, premiered in 2018, which I watched for a while. And I was just like, oh, it's a bit too, it's a bit too cheesy. Um, Both shows were produced by Shondaland, which Rhymes established in 2005. Uh, In 2012, she created Scandal, a drama starring Kerry Washington as Olivia Pope. Um, a Washington DC political fixer who's all, who was having an affair with the US president. It was good for a while, scandal as well, but it kind of went a bit mental, didn't it? Yeah, it's um, the same with Grey's. It's kind of, because I think when you're writing so many, I think it just... Peaks and troughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this says, with, with its sometimes over-the-top, <laughs> always fast-paced plots, the show was another huge success. It also marked the first time in some four decades that a network drama featured an African-American woman in the lead role. It ends in 2018. She also had a hit with How to Get Away with Murder, starring Viola Davis. And the success of this series was especially remarkable, remarkable given the overall decline in viewers of network TV and helped make Rhymes one of the most powerful people in television. She went on then to make a series of different sort of films and TV series. Um, but then in 2017, she signed a production deal with Netflix. Shonda Land's first project for the media streaming company was the series Bridgerton. Uh, how can we? Oh yes, I forgot have that not she mentioned wrote that. that as well. Yeah, yeah, based on it was actually based on historical novels by Julia Quinn. Um, 
But then in 2015, she published her self-help book, which I didn't know she had actually, Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun and Be Your Own Person. They're all very Grey's Anatomy um, philosophy there, aren't they? Um, She won a Golden Globe and has been nominated for four Emmy Awards. She's also won awards from the Writers Guild of America, Producers Guild of America and the Directors Guild of America. Um, In 2017, she joined the National Board of Planned Parenthood and in the same year, her and Kate McGrath founded Time's Up um, and both of them donated the funds to her its first seven employees. Time's Up is a non-profit organisation that raises money to support victims of sexual harassment. In 2019, she joined the organisation When We All Vote as a co-chair. This organisation was founded to get out the vote prior to the 2020 general election. In 2007, 2013 and 2021, Rhymes was named by Time on the top 100 annual list of the, mo- the 100 most influential people in the world. There you go. Shonda Rhimes. Very good. Good Fox this week. Very relevant one, seeing as we all, lots of us consume her content (laughs) on the regular. But I do feel like, you know, some of the stuff she talked about in that speech and stuff is kind of reflected in things like Grey's Anatomy when you see that they're like torn between their family lives and their work lives and stuff like that. Like, you know, she kind of does it well. She writes it well. Like Bailey took time off, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, I feel like Alicia's touching on it rather than ignoring it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, number four. Four. Number four. So I have a nice little one for you this week. Um, Just gave me a bit of joy this week because obviously it was Chinese New Year at the weekend. So we had um, the Year of the Rabbit. This year is the Year of the Rabbit. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, when it was uh, the weekend, there was a lot of tweets about it and stuff like that. And there was one, uh, the Irish fur. Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's basically like... What's the Irish word for? So it's just okay. at the Irish fur. Um, it's at the Irish fur. I know I've repeated that loads of times, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a nice one. Uh, they obviously tweeted about it because they it was a canin is rabbit, yes, and they were yeah. tweeting then about like little Irish like lands are named after bunnies, and <laughs> there's all these lists of land <laughs> names in Ireland about canin oh, this yeah. and canin that, which was nice. <laughs> um. Oh, they're quite funny. Like, it's quite witty. Like, they'll tweet about, like, it'll be something, like, totally obscure. That, what's the Irish fur? So, like, let me get it up here. Um, <laughs> the Irish for anti-pigeon technology would be <laughs> Jacknolictin. I can't even pronounce it. Frick Cullum. <laughs> so, Cullum means pigeon or dove, which I never knew because someone had tweeted that there's, like, anti-pigeon technology outside the gay bar in Dublin and how it's, like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're always like tweeting like things like that. Um, and then it can be just like so sensible enough things like the Irish uh, for a spokesperson is yeah. Urla Vre, which I like. Mm-hmm. And then like there's other things that they, there is no Irish for. So you're kind of basically throwing words together and stuff. Um, so it's just nice. Mm-hmm. It's harmless. I like it. When they were going through the, the bunny place names in Ireland include like uh, Kulan Cunin, which is Bunny Meadow and Clare, Vale Oha Cunin, which is Bunny River Crossing in Galway, <laughs> Leash Mall Cunin, Bunny Fort on a Flat Hill in Cork, and Cartru U Cunin, the Bunny Quarter in Mayo. Oh. So who knew there were so many places named after bunnies? Um, you should have saved that for theme. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to yeah. find another Irish one. There's nice little Irish things, and it's just like nods to lots of Irish stuff. So again, if you're one of our Scottish or UK listeners, Sorry, mm. but it's a nice little follow because, like, it's just a little mm. random Irish facts. They go through the top Irish girls' names, 
mm-hmm. um, in Wales and England. And actually, mm-hmm. the number one is Aaron, followed by Orla, Maeve, Niamh, Aoife, Saoirse, Fia and Orla. So there it's you go. funny, there was a there was a big news story over here this week about the words people are finding they most difficult pronounce. to pronounce. Yeah, I and saw that And loads of them are like Irish first names like Aoife and Siobhan and and things like that. It was quite funny. We had Siobhan, yeah, they struggle a lot with that. Like obviously Mm. our cousins kind of, their kids have a lot of Irish names, Cara Mm. and Aoife and Aaron. They've lots of nice Mm. Irish names and they live Mm. in outside London. So, um, but yeah, it's tough. I remember like even when some of our cousins met Aoife for the first time, like trying to pronounce her name was hilarious. I'm sure they still can't pronounce Jer properly, like the girl (laughs) and all this stuff. Like it's it's not that complicated. It's so funny. It's just, I suppose if you don't hear it, you're like, you overthink it you know yeah, what I they mean? still do it they'd be like how's yeah. girl and i'm like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah girl <laughs> anyway that's oh, nice it's a nice little follow a lot of yeah. irishy things that'll make you laugh if you're if you're um do you know another irish, irish language account that i love is tg car oh yeah very funny they're very very, very witty yeah yeah mm. same what, i was talking about them before and like ryanair is hilarious as well lately yeah. they're still on a roll i love their um social media it's very very but funny, i love but. i love tg cars um the irish they use is quite simple yes, there's never like yeah. big lang diatribe of Gaelica. like most people who've done irish in school can kind of understand what yeah. they write so uh, it makes me feel like I can still yeah, understand yeah, Irish. Yeah, I know, it's nice. It's nice <laughs> to know? have those little Irishy ones. There's loads of followers. That is like 80,000 followers mm. and stuff so it's a good yeah. one. So definitely check cool. it out on Twitter. Okay, cool. Bye! So in music news this week, Stevie Nicks, Paul McCartney and others are going to feature on Dolly Parton's new album. Uh, we reported her previously that she was going to do a rock album so she has collaborated with Paul McCartney and Stevie Nicks Um and she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in November. And that was when she announced her first ever rock record. And now she's revealed she's teamed up with several iconic singer singers on the project set to be titled Rockstar. Mm. <laughs> it's like Barbie Rockstar. Sure, um, we had you had her on here before where you were talking about how she didn't want to do the Hall of Fame thing. But then she did eventually. Well, she yeah, she said because she didn't feel that. like she'd. It had enough genres under yes. her belt or whatever okay. but anyway confirming McCartney will feature the country legend went on to note that she finished recording with Nick's earlier this week when asked whether Mick Jagger had signed up Dolly admitted that she had approached him about a guest appearance but planned on recording her own version of the Rolling Stones uh, satisfaction well I'm doing my best to try and get him but I did his song anyway <laughs> she responded <laughs> I think Pink and Brandy Carlisle are gonna be singing on that particular song with me. Elsewhere, Dolly confirmed she also plans to record Aerosmith Stephen Tyler, former Journey lead singer Steve Perry, Creedence Clearwater Revival's John Fogarty and Sure, and that the album will feature covers of Prince's Purple Rain, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven and Leonard Skinner's uh, Free Bird. I'm even going to have Sharon, the 76-year-old smiles. I've been getting a song for her. We've been trying to get the right thing together but that's going to be a big thrill, I think. It's so funny. It's like rock songs by numbers you know mm. <laughs> like literally the biggest rock songs she's just putting them on an album with a load of stars so yeah fair play to her love a bit of Dolly um, so that's music news this week so there are five things you need to know this week people Very uh, good. yeah so uh, back in the mother country this weekend we'll yes. look forward to seeing some of the local posse and um, 
Yeah, and as you say, January's nearly over. Thank God. So hang in there, people. Hang right there. in there. And actually, we have a, I know I said this as well two weeks ago, but we have a bank holiday in two weeks, which is nice as well. Unexpected. Oh, you have the new bank holiday. The new That's bank lovely. holiday. And that week, the Six Nations starts and I have a hen party. So it's a great, I love February already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and we're moving house good. officially. We'll be out of this house in the next three weeks. So, oh, um, it's amazing, yes. isn't so it? So there'll be oh, serious you, echo in that you. new house soon as we have no furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh sugar! <laughs> be recording in the uh, closet. That's um, yeah, that's exciting. We've got a trip to Danoon. Oh, lovely! <laughs> in two yeah. weeks' time with the nice. kids to like a to like a kind of a you know one of these static caravans, sort of parks. kind of things. Yeah, it's not actually a static caravan. It's like a little lodge. In fact, I think we've got a hot tub. Jesus oh nice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I know I've got a bit of an aversion to hot tubs to be honest with you and like my my skin's still not great so I'm like I don't think I'll be getting oh, in the hot tub but I'll sit beside the hot tub all wrapped up when everybody else is in it maybe um, yeah. but yeah so that's uh, on the cards now and trying to figure out plans for the rest of the year as well because like no holidays booked and that and I need to kind of get yeah. my head around all of that everybody's so bloody broke this time of year anyway oh, it's like Sam, waiting I'm for still payday hanging for that like this payday yeah, I know this payday it's 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 spent like it's already spent I think everybody's like oh yeah, Jesus pay us a- ASAP mm. but um, it's nearly there folks you've nearly made it so hang in there and for anybody doing dry January or veganuary or all those things you're nearly there you're nearly there mm-hmm. um, we'll be back next week with bells on Fabulous. in the meantime thank you everybody have a wonderful uh, week and weekend and uh, smell y'all next week oh and remember if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with three of your pals. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so, so, so much. Thanks. Bye so bye, much. everybody. Bye.